Tonight's episode of Banana Laser is brought to you by Sundown Sacks. Are you a mongoloid? Do you have facial deformities? Or are you just plain ugly? If you answered yes to any of those questions, odds are you may just have murderous rampages as well. Once again, if the answer to that question is yes, this is what we're here for. Help us help you. We're Sundown Sacks. Murder is never easy to commit, but when you use a sack, it helps out a little bit. It makes you a more charismatic killer. Your chances of getting caught decrease. You don't want to use a potato sack. Let's face it, they, they smell of spuds. You don't want to use an onion sack. They make you cry, and let's face it, if you look the way you do, you've probably already done your share of crying. Some people think pillow sacks work. Pillow sacks, number one, they're played out. Number two, they slip. The, some of them are transparent. It's just not something you want to do. This is where sundown sacks come in handy. We operate solely online, sundownsacks.com, and we have the one-eye or two-eye version, whatever it takes. We are 100% burlap. Satisfaction is guaranteed. We can even move one eye up an inch, down an inch, or whatever you need, you know, depending on your deformity, for a small fee per inch. So, once again, help us help you. Sundown sacks, sundownsacks. Sundown Sacks. Banana Laser and Sundown Sacks are not responsible for any crimes you may commit after your purchase. Previously on Banana Laser. Help! Somebody help me! Is someone there? Dave? Mazelle! Oh, thank fuck! What are we doing here? Why do we chain to the wall? Hang on! I found a mini cassette player with a note that says play me. Hello, Daisy and I want to play a game. I want you to watch and review the Saw series. If you make it through these movies and give us a good podcast, I will let you live. If you don't, I will leave you here to rot. Let the games begin. Uh, our friends suck because they won't help us. So I made friends with a rat. His name is Charles. Blah, 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 da, dee, 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 What? A rat? Dee, 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 dee. Whoa, 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 whoa. A rat? Dave, meet Charles. Isn't he handsome? He's here to review Saw 5 with us. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Please, to God. I hope what this conversation was good enough for us to get let the fuck out of here. I'm befriending rodents. Charles, are you going to give this fucking movie a rating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles, what do you rate this movie? Between 1 and 5, tap on the fucking keyboard or, 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 or something. You know? <laughs> give me something, Charles, you know? Is that it? I guess Charles agrees with you, man. Dave? Dave? You still alive? Can't see. The lights are off again. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Barely. I might die of starvation soon, though. Well, well, fuck. I ate Charles. Most of them. There's a little left. You want it? <laughs> fuck no. Probably has some of your sperm left on him. Besides, if we haven't made a podcast worthy of our freedom by now, we never will. I've been thinking, whoever puts us here wants a good podcast. Why? I don't know. Maybe he's a listener? That should narrow it down considerably. What's your listenership? Five? What the fuck? Who's it now? Wazelle, turn on the lights. Jamie Jenkins? Well, hello, banana boners. Someone wanted to tell me why... 
Holy shit, there's a dead body on the floor. Fuck, I wish it was me. We've been here for weeks. Now you know how I feel in the dungeon with the skeleton crew. Wait, I found a mini cassette player with a tape that has my name on it. Hello, Jamie Jenkins. You talk whore on a multitude of podcasts, and you always find ways to elevate them. But now, I have a real challenge for you. Can you bring light to this trash that these gentlemen call Banana Laser? They've put out almost 30 episodes at this point, and not a single one of them is listenable. So, you can either do nothing and find yourself as lifeless as the person on the floor in front of you, or you can discuss all six of these two, and possibly, if it's a good conversation, you'll be set free. You podcast so often, but this time it's your freedom, Jamie. Live or die. You decide. <sighs> okay. Saw six. Fucking shit. I'd rather die than do... Uh, well, I mean, you guys are great and all. Really. Terrific, actually. Really. Shut up, Jamie. What's up, fart sticks, and welcome to Banana Laser. We're back with our Saw retrospective. My name is Matt, with Zell if you're nasty, and with me, as always, is the guy who's too good for some rat jerky, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Hey, yo, yeah, fuck that nasty rat and anything you did with it, dude. What? No, no, hey, no. Hey, Charles Sorry. was a dear friend all the way to the end. Fuck you. Charles in charge. <laughs> a friend of the end? You should have named him Chucky. Exactly. <laughs> See, Charles Lee Ray. Yes. Yep. Speaking of friends to the end, we got another friend joining Aww. us here on the episode for Saw 6, and that is Jamie Jenkins. Welcome, yeah. Jamie Jenkins. Aw, thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here in the lounge. It's much it's much nicer here than it is in the dungeon. Don't tell the boys I said that, though. I wish we were in the lounge. I mean, this shitty-ass fucking bathroom sucks. Jesus. Everything's so wet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit how crazy you are. <laughs> Your basement's never going to be that wet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for coming on, Jamie. We really appreciate it. Why don't, you know, at the top of the show... Why don't you give a plug list of all the gajillion shows you're on and maybe where you can find them and stuff like that? Well, let's see. Listeners of you guys probably know that you can find me on The Skeleton Crew. And you can also find me at Devour the Podcast and Evil Episodes, where we talk about horror TV. And like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I dozed off. Man, that list was getting so long. Jesus. I'm not done yet. There's oh, okay. So. All right. I'll go back to sleep. Uh, there's also Liking It, which is really kind of a fabled show. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show all about werewolves. The next episode is, you know, the Christmas episode is going to be coming out at any time now. <laughs> right in time for the first day of spring. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, you know, bring a little, it'll, maybe it'll be Christmas in July. God, I hope to bring it out before that. But uh, anyway, and then, you know, 
I do whatever anyone invites me to do because I I guess I have no life. <laughs> you just have a love of podcasting, and for that we thank you. I do. You. I have a love mm-hmm. of horror and talking horror, and mm-hmm. I'm always happy to do it. Yeah. Not so much now, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right. So, yeah, let's get into it. Saw 6. We're on 6? Yeah, Saw 6. It's been a long run. Holy shit. I don't even know where to begin. I guess let's start with the first trap. You got these two oh, these two it's... people. This this I don't know. I was exhausted right from the first scene with this because it felt like this scene was trying to capture some of what Dr. Gordon had from the first movie. <clears throat> it's this whole scenario where uh, you got to cut off a pound of flesh you know, in order to survive. Uh, these two characters have some contraption on their head that's literally turning the screws on their head. They got to cut off a pound of flesh in order to live. It, it just, it was just so sudden and fast that it didn't have any impact to me because you didn't really know who these characters were or what they're doing or anything like that. How did you guys feel with this opening scene? The first thing I noticed was that, and I had forgotten about this, was that the girl from the opening scene was the chick who had won. Um, Scream Queen, yeah. Scream Queens, yes. And her, you know, part of her prize for for winning Scream Queens what? was a death in Saw Six. She I did. Won. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Thank goodness for Jamie Jenkins. Nice. Someone else. I, perfect. I don't think anyone else would have known that. But, but I don't you. know anything about this. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a game show called Scream Queens that they did. I think three seasons of, and uh, James Gunn was involved. And uh, Shawnee Smith hosted one. Debbie Roshan hosted one season. And the idea, and uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie the Blonde. I can't ever. <laughs> it's, she uh, is my I name. See. I can't. Yeah, no. Um, oh, King. Yes, Jamie King hosted. Uh, the, I think it was the, the third season. I don't know. They get all mixed up. But anyway, the idea was that they would bring all these actresses in and put them through acting tests and trials. And they would come out the other end with a scream queen, which I kind of have issues anyway with that because <laughs> people throw that title around way too easily. And uh, it was really kind of depressing because what I found watching that was that a lot of them didn't even know anything about horror. It was they don't have a love of the genre. And that right there is enough to get my ire hmm. up. I mean, I, I'm just like, you know, don't try to call yourself a scream queen if you don't know shit about the genre. You know, you have to know your craft. They just want so, to be famous. Yeah, it's like any other reality It was a way to break in. <laughs> and one of the prizes for this particular season was that she would get a death in Saw 6. Hmm. So there we have her in the opening scene. Well, I mean, she wasn't terrible. I well, mean, no, I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't all that She's on par me. for a Saw movie. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I wasn't really surprised that we haven't seen much from her since then. Um, so, I mean, I don't think hey, she, was she comes back in Saw Seven, I think. Oh, I wouldn't know that yet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually like, I did actually like the part because when it first started, and, and he's like, you know, oh, you have to exact a pound of flesh, and then you've got the one guy, and I'm like, well, he can spare it. Um, and right. then <laughs> I love the part where he lifts up his shirt and he's starting to like he's going to start to cut the fat from his belly. And so she lifts up her shirt and she doesn't have any. <laughs> and she's like, shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> One thing that irked me about that scene was that she started sawing through her arm with a fucking 
knife when there is a meat cleaver right there. <laughs> and I'm like, if you have any brains at Baby all, you're steps. not going to start sawing through your arm. You're going to you pick up that meat cleaver. And also, it always bothers me whenever people on movies cut off limbs. If you've ever cut a chicken, and Dave, um, Dave, <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, I know you know this. If you've ever cut a chicken, you know that the easiest place to to break apart any kind of body is going to be at the joint. Mm-hmm. And they never, ever, ever go for the joint. They always start to cut right in the middle of the arm. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of bone to go through. <laughs> that is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting through that with a kitchen knife. And <laughs> she barely got through it. I mean, she had to chop through it like 17 times with the cleaver. And I'm like, if you had just gone a couple of inches higher, it would have been a whole lot easier on yourself. But That's my, that's my problem what? with this opening is that... Okay, they're given they they wake up and then the the trigger starts. They got sixty seconds to do this. Well, I think if I think I would just wait to die. You know, I don't think yeah. I would attempt to cut my arm off. You know, that's why part one it was effective with Doctor Gordon. He had all day to fucking think about this and think about what's happening to his family and finally just freak out at the end and do it. Well, you know, I just I'd find it unbelievable that these people would just instantly just start going for it. This guy's cutting off his fucking love handles and all this shit. I just I don't yeah, know. but we've been through this. We discussed it in part three. You know why it has to be a minute. It's real time and it's it's traumatic that way and it's you yeah know. for a movie <laughs> absolutely yeah right. it, it makes sense. No, but I like there, right. there have been a lot of traps in this saw series that. From the beginning, I would just be like, nope, you're just going to have to kill me. You know, one Mm -hmm. is like in Saw 2 with the eyeball, the key behind the eyeball. Yes, that's exactly what I said. I'm not digging through my eyeball. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like to me, and most of these people end up dying anyway. I mean, if, if you don't have a lot of time. So what you end up doing is just hurting yourself a great deal and then dying anyway. Yeah. How much pain do you want to live through the last minute of your life? Yeah, no thank you. No, <laughs> just fucking kill me. Now she did actually survive it. She survived it with with, you know, half an arm. But and I guess then you have to decide is it worth your life to then go through the rest of your life with, you know, half an arm. You know, I mean I guess I mean I, I guess so. Maybe in her situation it worked out for her and all she ended up losing was was like her arm, but hope that's not the know. hand she masturbates with. <laughs> screwed. Fuck. I'm guessing she wasn't left-handed since she was using her right hand. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Although that, that may be why it took her so long to get through that arm. Maybe she was using her other hand. It's like trying to write with your other hand. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, I I think it's a good scene. I like the way it's there because it's it's really the first time you've seen a contest type situation with just two people. Yeah, think I about guess, it. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's clever, that's, it, it, and that's it's, motivation. You know. Right, shit, and then it oh, also yeah, kind yeah. of reminded me of part five, the, um, the one situation where they each had to shed so much blood and had it add up. You know, mm-hmm. going back to was it? It was five, right? Where they had to. Yeah. It was. It was meant for all of them to do it together, but by the time they got to the end, it was just the two of them, and it was a little bit similar to that. But this, it was specifically designed for two. They both had it coming because of the uh, what was the term used? Predatory. Predatory lenders. Mm-hmm. Lenders, very good. Okay, so uh, I thought it was cool because it was a contest, and because of the you know the drama of it at the end. Like, okay, oh fuck, okay, what am I gonna do? She pulls up her shirt. I don't have a gut. This guy has a gut. You like, who wants to root for that guy to win? I mean, because he's fat, he gets to win. Fuck that, you know. So, <laughs> what the fuck, you Jesus. know? 
<laughs> so this guy, so the girl uses her head. Takes a little bit of time, but hey, okay, I'm fucking chop off my arm, throw it in there, boom, and at the buzzer too. It's like a freaking a swish at swish. the fucking end of, end of the game. Boom. The one thing that struck me immediately about this opening scene was the was the lighting and the fact that you could see colors. This was the first time in a long time in this series of films that everything wasn't green. Which yeah, having they've watched, been stuck in the Matrix for a while. Yes, mm-hmm. and having watched all these back to back just now for this show, <laughs> thank you very you're, much. You're insane. Um, it, it, it seriously started to affect me on a mental level. It was it was it was bad. It was really really bad. And this film pulled me out of that because it actually looks like a regular movie. Uh, it has normal lighting. Because like in four and five, what fucking government building have you ever been in that is that goddamn dark? It just it is not it is not. And then they go from they'll cut from the like the engineering place where Jigsaw was to the FBI building, and they look the same. <laughs> like that's not no you get it doesn't work. But here they actually took the time to make offices look like offices. They made the the abandoned zoo look. <laughs> The you abandoned look- zoo. <laughs> I just love how this town has so many abandoned things. Schools, zoos, meatpacking plants. I mean, Jigsaw it's crazy. fucked up the economy, man. That's all I can <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> Jesus. It was these predatory to- lenders that fucked yes. up the economy. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the scammers from part five, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so and that was sort of a breath. I felt like I could breathe, and, and I started to calm down a little bit, and and I was already enjoying this film more because it was it, it was much better on my mental state. Yeah, I think uh, right. even though it was probably a lot of the same crew, this movie had even a, a, a new director on it. Or something, I don't know his name, but I'm pretty sure. After Bowsman, I don't know any of these guys' names. Um, oh, shit. Bowsman and then uh, Hackle was, was Hackle, part of yeah, it. which I thought was funny that Hack is in his name, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah Bowsman I think is really who I have to blame for making me almost crazy it's just oh my god looking at those movies it's just it's too much I really and they weren't intended to be watched that way you know back to back to back and I have to advise people not to do it well yeah but at the same time (laughs) the continuity of these things is so ridiculous that if you didn't you know like let's let's go back to when these movies were coming out and you watched one, and then you waited a year uh, for the next one. You know, you had forgotten half the shit that happened in the in the previous one. But all that shit is so important. Every minute detail, you know, like a key around Jill's neck, and that's going to come up later, and all that that fucking shit. So I don't know. I mean, well, I wouldn't have watched them all in one day. So no. They, well, and you notice, like, I, I do find it interesting how in this series they work really hard to go back and work things in. One of the yeah. things that they kind of retconned in this movie to jump to the end is uh, after, like, three or four or five, I don't know, however many movies, we finally get to see what's in Amanda's note that made her, you know, weep uncontrollably. Yeah, that's uh, well, I fucking hated it. Are you kidding me? Because why? Uh, because it changed the motivation of Amanda in part three. In part three, her motivation to kill Lynn was strictly because of her emotions for for Jigsaw, for Kramer, whatever his name is. But, but now her motivation to kill Lynn is because her her big brother is going to tattle on her. Essentially, fuck that. 
They Why? fucking ruined part great. three for me with that. What? Really? Yes, dude. No, they, they, shit, they shit on part three because oh. they made her motivation fucking stupid. Yeah, but don't you think it was stupid to begin with in, in three that she was jealous? Uh, there was just no, she's no, insane. Fit I understand she's now. insane. Yeah, I know, but we discussed it when we did the three show. Uh, we've, uh, we even said that. It just, you know, it was just she didn't want anyone to survive just because she was fucking crazy. Which I understand that, that that's a reason, but I think this is a better reason. That the, the competition between them two trying to fucking step up and, you know, basically in in essence playing teacher's pet. And saying fucking, you know, I'm, I'm the one. No, I'm the one. I, mm-hmm. I think it's fucking, I think it's it's a strong point to this film. I think it's great. And I like that we saw that. I'll, for years, I wanted to know what that was. Then they showed it. And wow, it didn't disappoint me in, in, in the least bit. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Hoffman, wow. I didn't like it at all. I did love oh, their, was... their interplay back and forth. The yeah, it was cool. rivalry shit. Yes. I love that. But yeah, it just made it lessened part three for me because that was, you know, the perfect Saw film to date. to I guess the main character you know he's kind of like the Jeff in part three uh, he's a what is, what is his position he's a he's an insurance guy. A health insurance guy yeah whatever uh, his name's William we're introduced to him and how he basically his entire job is to turn down people for health insurance which is fucked up we're introduced to him we're introduced to his whole staff that he calls the dog pit who just finds holes in everybody's applications and shit like that and right away we're we're shown him turning someone down and just being a total prick about it so basically again this movie has two plot lines that that i like to classify them as you got the the cop plot line and you got the main trap plot line so to speak the cop plot line in this movie really is to me feels like it's just treading water for most of this movie i mean oh yeah it's like filler oh yeah a lot of it is and don't it's interesting because the whole time you feel like uh the fbi is playing cat and mouse with hoffman uh so that's interesting but that really only needs to be maybe one scene or two scenes but it's the entire movie of Hoffman and the FBI guy, whatever his name is, Erickson. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and he also reveals right away that, big surprise, Agent Perez 
is still alive. It's been a trick this whole time. You know. Oh she, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, we thought she died in what part four. Uh, we saw bloody pillow and and Strom grieving. You know, in part five, <laughs> yeah, right. but now she's back and she's slightly scarred, but still beautiful. You know, and uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, well, she has she has blessed her heart. She gets issues with her face. You know, she is oh just my recovering. God. She's yeah. just recovering from bolts to the face or, or whatever. And then, <laughs> bless her, the she face. gets hot coffee poured yeah. all over her. Here's some hot coffee, bitch. Yeah, that I'm was like, hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's oh. so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. She just can't stop taking <laughs> shots to the face. Yeah, she's that kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. I know what it's like. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, but, I mean, I think this was supposed to be, like, a big reveal, you know, up, you know, at the beginning of the movie. But I was just like, nah. You know, the first time I watched this movie, it was, you know, two years after part four. I had forgotten who this chick was. I had no clue what was going on. I'm like, who is that? I don't remember this chick. You know, that's another example of them trying to mine, I I think, previous episodes, essentially, you know, for for plot lines, you know, they they had nothing to go on, so it's like, well, let's Perez really didn't die, you know, he didn't see her die, so let's just bring her back. Well, I didn't. I actually thought it was kind of bullshit that she died to begin with. I I never, I was, yeah, I kept I, waiting for them to bring her back to the hotel room because I'm like, why is he just? First of all, a hotel room, hospital room. <laughs> like, first of all, if she had died in that hospital room, and he's just going to go and sit and stare at the bloody pillow, and they're I know. not going to they don't about clean it. it up. Yeah, That's not how that goes. You <laughs> no. don't just let people wander in and out of the hospital room with blood all over the place. That doesn't work that way. I, I never really it made never made sense to me that she died because we saw her getting taken away. She was alive. She was in a hell of a lot of pain, but she was alive, and I. I really just didn't buy that she was dead, but then I kind of let it go because I didn't care. Um, (laughs) So when she came back, I didn't think it was shocking. I was like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, there she is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess because you watched them back to back, you realized who she was. I had no fucking idea. Well, that's true, yeah. But hey, that did not help me keeping Strom and Hoffman apart. I I had a hell of a time trying to figure out who the fuck I was looking at from one second to the next. Because they're both so devastatingly handsome. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it had something to do with the poor lighting, too. I don't know. (laughs) I don't understand. What's Erickson had to be... I don't know why you don't like that plot, either of you. Yeah, a fucking. I like it. it they just stretched it like out. It. You know what I mean? It's like it's actually cool. It's major how, shit. It it is, but it's yeah. like uh, I just feel like I feel like they're now they're really trying to stretch the shit out. Like it was the entire movie, you know. And Hoffman really didn't do anything in the movie at all until the end when he starts murdering people. You know what I mean? Nothing happened to him, really, at all. Well, he was on the run. He was trying to get shit set up. They had so, but think about it. These are the way these movies have worked for all these installments. There's always a back and forth. There's the cop part, and there's the, there's the other part with the, the victims. What else yeah. are you going to do in this movie? And there's a lot going on in this. First of all, you have the cops' involvement, with you know, chasing Hoffman. Then you have the situation with Joe Tuck and Hoffman, and that, and then you have the main, the people. Oh. 
the Jill Tuck thing. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that to me that no fuck what the hell? It's like how many other Oh, remember that guy that sold that sold him a donut three years ago? He's in on it too. <laughs> I mean it's just like who in the city is not involved in this bullshit? Just like every time you turn around they're unveiling someone else who knows something about it. And I just I don't know. I was when okay, Jill Tuck, she's got a you know, she keeps getting more and more bigger roles in these movies. And I was surprised how much involved she was. Because in the last movie... Well, so uh, you was know, she. Because <laughs> she didn't know that either until she went to do this movie. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, it's like, there? oh, oh, all of a sudden I'm I'm in on it. I'm like <laughs> setting up the stuff. I'm like working with Hoffman. Like, I understand that uh, Jigsaw needed somebody to, you know, put Hoffman in check, essentially. and And she's the only one to do it. But, I don't know, it's another thing where they seem to be stretching it a bit. Yeah, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. up lasers sorry to cut you off on saw six with jamie and jenkins but uh we got another email here so we're reading this bitch on the air uh, you sent it we read it this one yeah. is from son of michael 1980 so he's in his 30s and a fan of halloween i don't know okay son of michael whoever you are <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. He says, hey, Nanners, just wanted to chime in and let you guys know what a great job you're doing with the Saw Retrospective. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, I said thank you, sir. Uh, it's really made me reevaluate my opinion of the franchise in a positive way. Hell, I even got... I Hell, I finally... Okay, one more time. Here we go. Hell, I... Hell, I even... <laughs> Finally got around to watching Saw 7. Could have been worse, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, could have been worse. You could have died. Uh, <laughs> and fucking love the skits with you guys chained in the bathroom. Classic shit. I wish it was a skit. Yeah, skit, huh? Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, I was wondering who the dead guy in the middle of the room is going to end up being. Maybe Michael J. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Michael J. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's as good a guess as any. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I want to know who it is. Shit. Uh, the twist at the end of the retro could be him getting up off the floor saying, game over, then walking out of the room without a limp, all Kevin Spacey, the usual suspect style, leaving <laughs> leaving Wazelle and Dave Z to watch Halloween 6 on a loop for eternity <laughs> Jesus Christ could you imagine could it, wow. that's the only way it could be worse dude I think we shouldn't even be recording us and we should just write it like that it's a good idea well hey maybe <laughs> Thanks, it is son Michael, of Michael. <laughs> maybe son of Michael J <laughs> his kid he knows something we don't what the fuck <laughs> 
<laughs> Get us out of here, son of Michael, you fuck. Right? Oh, shit. Uh, seriously, though, great job so far. You continue to top yourselves with every episode, so keep up the good work and keep them coming. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> Cody. Cody. It is okay. Cody. See? <laughs> I think uh, it is Cody. I think it's our buddy Cody. Uh, Cody R. So Cody, maybe. Get, yeah. Cody, you're hired. You are now writing bits for the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get him involved. This is yeah. better than anything that we had. <laughs> but see, see, was all this, you know, this series, we weren't so sure. It's kind of long. Yada, yeah, that's true. Yada, yada. This is what we set out to do. Fucking answer a question. He said he wasn't a fan. Of all of them, and now he's, he's liking them more. See, we're, we're yeah. opening people's eyes here. This is we're making a difference in the world. Yeah, but I don't necessarily want people to watch Saw Seven, though. I mean, I'm sorry, Cody. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to watch it. I guess they have to watch it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, if I so... listen to a podcast, I watch the fucking movie along with them. Sorry. That's commitment right there. Holy yeah, shit. Well, hey, you don't know what they're talking about, don't you? Shit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Cody, dude. Really appreciate the email. Um, I love the feedback, uh, you know, especially, you know, about Saw. You know, like Dave said, we don't know if people are even into Saw. So uh, thank you very much. If you guys have anything you want to tell us, good or bad, hey, send it our way. You know, we'll talk about it on the show. We love feedback from you guys. That's the only way, you know, we know if we're, we're if if you guys find us interesting, really. So send us... Uh, anything you want, your dick pics or whatever, to bananalaser at gmail.com. Or your chick pics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. If you get, just Some, Someone or your girlfriend, that's yeah. okay too. Chicks with dicks, Dave's into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, what's the what's the email and the phone number? Uh, email bananalaser gmail.com, phone number 314 uh, yeah, leave us a voicemail. That's always fun. Um, and so, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the air. So uh, thanks again, Cody. And we'll get back to Saw 6 with Jamie Jenkins. All right. I kind of got to the point where, I mean, the cop stuff was going on and I was paying attention, but I just didn't really care. With this particular film, I I got to the point where I really enjoyed the test again. You know, because in the previous films before this one, I was so sick of the traps. I was so sick of the people in the traps. They just made me want to vomit. And I just, they're all so stupid and they do stupid, stupid things. In this one, I got to the point where I enjoyed it again. You know, it was like, I really love the carousel trap oh, yeah. you know um I, I i felt like in the the trap with the two people on the standing on the ledges and watching this one guy go through and have to make these decisions about other people's lives i actually we got to watch him change emotionally and i bought it like i believed it like this guy is really learning his lesson and i also thought they were cool and inventive in this one so at least that like saw three. for me came back mm-hmm. around yeah, it was, it was very like similar to Jeff in Saw 3, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was good. Except he just, uh, Jigsaw wanted this dude to die. <laughs> and that's clear. He wanted that to happen, and he just wanted him to be miserable 
uh, oh, going, yeah. going through all this <laughs> stuff because he had to choose people to, to, to die that he knows. So he just wanted him to be miserable up until the moment where he violently gets killed. Very gruesomely so. But yeah, let's, let's talk about some of these traps. So first he wakes up in a trap. He's explained what, what's going to happen to him. He's got these basically these slap bracelets on his wrists and his ankles that are going to explode if he doesn't go through all these four trials within one hour. Okay, got it. Then we're immediate, he's immediately in the first trap, and it's this whole breath trap where it's him competing with a janitor that worked at his office or some bullshit like that, and the janitor's a smoker and all this shit. If you breathe too much, you're... Uh, uh, abdomen's gonna get fucking squished like a fucking Twinkie or something and uh, I don't know I, I didn't find this trap very exciting or, or anything like that it, it just what this part of his game wasn't that suspenseful for me I did like seeing the janitor get get squished like a pimple but that was about it <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that I think it was probably mm-hmm. the weakest one of yeah. all of them I found myself um, gathering up my recycling during that part <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was still watching it but i didn't i wasn't like sitting down staring at the tv you know it was just like yeah, okay this it wasn't all that all that interesting yeah mm-hmm. I, I felt there was kind of like a build you know throughout yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree yeah it definitely climaxed yeah it was in the right order yeah you're right it was climbing the hill so yeah but i didn't let's... like that either but i agree that that was not that not that good of a trap so the best part of it was it was funny because because the janitor fucking looks at uh what's his name William and he goes who's that who the hell is that he says <laughs> he's asking him who fucking you know Billy the puppet is <laughs> oh that's right yeah that's right that's just my humor you know oh yeah no that was funny speaking of Billy the but he puppet he was an innocent victim by the way oh, yeah. we're back to that yeah he, that poor yeah. janitor did nothing yep and Jigsaw killed him he murdered him he you did know? Yeah. I, I concur I have to admit he detests murderers man yeah mm, yeah course, what sure, the whatever. fuck murder is distasteful to mm-hmm. him yeah okay yes very Here, good. here's another thing is what if william died during this that would have fucked up his entire plan you know it's like what but if he died why. right away he's like fuck i wanted to torture you for a while god damn it <laughs> yeah and then you got all those people tied up and elsewhere they're like what the fuck's going on what the what the I mean, his his whole day of fun is just ruined. <laughs> his and he's dead. Let's and not forget dead. to mention he, he can enjoy this because he's dead. Okay, he died five movies ago or some shit. Okay, so his second trap, which I kind of dug, and uh, you brought up Billy the puppet. Um, this is probably the funnest way Billy the Puppet has ever been used in recent Saw movies. He's told to uh, uh, basically grab these two handles, you know, and then all of a sudden a Billy the Puppet comes swinging down, smashing in front of his face into the glass. Yeah, and, this, cool. and this puppet tells him, you know, essentially what to do. Hey, you gotta choose who's gonna live, who's gonna die. You got the old lady, you got the young kid. What are you gonna do? I thought Billy the Puppet was really cool in this, and I really dug this trap because you saw the dilemma in his face, like you were saying, Jamie. He was really uh, in turmoil over this. He had to kill somebody, essentially. How do you choose that? So, and, I, and honestly, I could see it I going either that. way in this particular situation. On one hand, you've got the woman who has the but family. But she's an older woman, and she has a family history of diabetes, which are two strikes against her as far as his formula goes for the insurance company. Then you have the other guy who doesn't have any family, but he's still young. Eventually, he probably will have a family. You know, he's got his whole 
whole life ahead of him. And so that is a really tough decision, and I could see it going either way. I wasn't surprised at the choice that he made. I, I kind of figured that if I were in that situation, I probably would have made the same choice, but uh, I could have seen it going either way. It was a good pairing. It wasn't like he put up Joe the pedophile versus a seven-year-old girl, like, which one are you going to take? You know, I mean, it was, you know, he actually, it actually actually made it difficult for him. Yeah, like and he continues that mind state, too, later on. It comes into play again. He, he basically, you know, at least you could say that he has family values. You know, because it comes into play again. You know what I'm saying? With the yeah, no, style. you're right. Yeah, the reason he lets he spare somebody. So, who would you have killed here, though, Dave? The the old lady or the young kid? I would have killed the kid just because I'm a parent myself. Me too. Fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before I had my daughter, I don't know. It's hard to say, but being a parent. and also, I think that the way that people behave when they're in a situation like that can kind of, and we'll get to, and I'll even expand on that a little bit more when we get to a later trap, but you know, the, you've got the kid going what was it? Oh, he was like, you know, use your formula or where, I mean, I don't know, basically don't kill me. And then the woman didn't really say anything. She was just crying and stuff, but she was really grateful when he did save her. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, he made the right choice because it always irritates me when someone's like, you can't kill me, asshole. I'm like, well, okay, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna. Exactly. You know, I, I always tend to feel more for the people who are put in that situation, and then think of, like, say if you're, but if your life is on the line, and then you say something like, "But I have kids," you know, or my husband is a paraplegic and he needs me, or for something like that. Who's gonna feed more, my dog? Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna take care of my kitties? That right there, that right there would seal it, right there. Uh, but um, yeah. <laughs> if you get to the if you get to the point where you know someone's like getting mad about it, then I'm like, well, you're an asshole. You, know? mm-hmm. you don't appreciate it. You don't. You wouldn't appreciate it if I did save you. And I know that's kind of wrong, I guess. You know, because why am I? Why am I sitting? I'm not in that situation. Why am I sitting here contemplating about who I would or wouldn't kill? <laughs> what does that say about me? Uh, but. Uh, Mad asked you. I, I think about this shit Blame all the time. I'm like, I'm just there pick you know. random people in my life and be like, hmm, who would I kill? Who would I kill? It's fun. I do it every you know? day at work. Fuck you, kidding? Oh God, I know you do. Jesus. Some characters will tip the scales a little bit more in their favor just being who they are, and I think in that particular situation, I would have gone for her too because mm-hmm. I think she just seemed to be a. She was just fucking scared. You know, and she had a family. Fuck the douchebag. <laughs> well, we're, we're in agreement. <laughs> so the the next trap that uh, this asshole gets into is, it's like, what, a steam room trap or some shit? It's kind of like a mouse in a maze kind of thing. It's it's a lawyer that he works with or some shit like that. I think that. he's fucking her too, isn't he? Oh, really? What? Well, because in the, in the beginning, when he's on the phone breaking the date with who we then find out was his sister, um, he turns to her and he's like, all afternoon? Oh, and is that her? I, f- I didn't I didn't realize that like, was her either. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So, yeah, he's like fucking this chick. Oh. And, yeah, 
I'm so glad I put my face in the steam for you, bitch. <laughs> when, she, when you get out and try to slice me in half. Uh, that I actually like. The whole her wandering through the, the trap and stuff I didn't like. But then once they she gets out and realizes through some cleverly placed photographs or something that the key is inside of this asshole and she has to get it out of him. I love how this turns into a, a fight, you know, a fisticuffs. And she's got a fuck. There's a table saw there. All of a sudden, <laughs> well, it's just she's such a bitch. Because I mean, he says, "I'll get it. I can do it. I can do it." I mean, he's going to do she it. Care, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't care. She's gonna. I mean, I realize they don't have a lot of time. But this guy just went through a whole hell of a lot to save your life. To me, that's just ungrateful and reprehensible. I mean, because he was repeatedly sticking his face in front of the steam pipe so that she could get through. And then when it actually did work, she's like, do it again, do it again, do it again. It worked. I mean, she didn't give a shit about what was happening to him in order to save her life. I just, those, those are the kind of people that I like, I'm like, and we're, as we're watching the clock tick down as she's about to die, I'm like, just fucking die already. Throw her over the side. Like I wanted him to just pick her up and throw her over the, the, the balcony, the banister, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of person I'm talking about. Jigsaw, he chose these people just to prove their point. It's like, okay, yeah, you care about these people because you know them, but every day you fucking kill strangers, you know? He's trying to... Mm. That doesn't mean shit to me that he wants to save his friends or people that he knows or a girl that he's fucking. I mean, any decent, semi-decent human being should. But, you know, Jigsaw's point is fucking... You're massacring people all the time because of your your formula and freaking you decide who lives and dies and you know you're a scumbag these are people here fucking think about other people besides you know people that you care about everybody has some people that care about them and yeah but he doesn't care about the file clerk you know and he didn't care about all the people that were on the upcoming trap i mean it he knows True. them but that's not the i think same he's going out with them. beers with the janitor though yeah, well, probably. Fuck, that was my drinking buddy. I, God damn I it! I do really feel like he's starting to under, like he understands. He understands what he's been doing all this time. Is that people's lives are you're playing with people's lives when you do this? I think he gets it. I think he by the time he gets through these trials, I really feel like he is a different person. Do you well, think the jigsaw this, succeeds once again? Do you think that this shit would just tra- translates to Canadians with the whole healthcare? scenario because it's Uh, much different up there (laughs) yeah i think they understand it because everyone in the world knows everything about the united states Uh, (laughs) on an intellectual level i guess maybe it wouldn't have the same um the same effect i like the fact that he brings up when he's in the insurance office when uh kramer is in the insurance office and he brings up that in the far east you only pay you only pay the doctor if you go when you're healthy you don't Mm -hmm. pay when you're sick and um you know, and this this film is not very subtle in its message. <laughs> no, about oh, it's great. <laughs> it's uh, it's not. It's right there in front of you, but that's okay because I happen to like the message, so I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it fits my own personal agenda, so I'm all right. I really enjoyed this uh, plot line with you know this guy and Jigsaw has a you know personal vendetta against him essentially, and wants him you know teach him a lesson. I kind of wish that this was the entire movie. You know, uh, I know this is like Hoffman's deal now because Jigsaw is dead. But this is the most interesting part to me. The cop plotline is not that great, and it could be almost eliminated, and this be an entirely different movie. You know, this 
Mm-hmm. Who's to say these guys didn't go with continuity so much and just did like a flashback episode or something like that, you know, and and didn't have to keep the entire uh, storyline perpetuating into the future and just did something entirely different. I think that would have been been that would have been okay with me because yeah. I really I really liked this mm-hmm. storyline. I liked it too, and I think it works as, as a better movie because of it. Though I think if you have, if you have, and I fucking no one loves Jigsaw more than me, and lo- loves to have him on the screen. But if you have too much Jigsaw on the screen, it's like anything else. You, you fucking you get tired of it. You just want to have him in, in little bits of, when he's needed. The whole chase between uh, when they're on Hoffman's tail. It, it's I don't know. It's I think it's interesting how, how they find out that it's him and when they see that the jigsaw piece was cut with a different knife and it hasn't been that that kind of a knife since um uh seth baxter which was the only fucking you know you know personal vendetta he had yes Mm -hmm. and there was things leading to it it was like a csi situation but i enjoyed it i thought it it kept the story flowing well and there there was three scenarios scenarios you were bouncing through there was the jigsaw story there was the freaking the cop drama and then there was the the people in the trap, and that's what I love about this movie. It just, and in other movies in this series, when it works well, it really does work. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, for me personally, there's not a dull moment. You do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I would like to get back to the roots of Jigsaw, where it's about learning a lesson and surviving mm-hmm. if you follow the rules. And because what we have in this one that I didn't like, where it was a lot of innocent people suffered for this one guy and I and honestly feel like he broke his own rule here where he says never make it personal and mm-hmm. the fact that he put this guy through all these trials and wasted all these other innocent people li- innocent people lives li- shit fucking shit innocent people's lives in the process only to then get, you know, have the guy reach this horrible demise in the end anyway I feel like that was personal you know oh, I absolutely. mean like you know, he completely broke his own rule there, and you know this entire this entire setup solidifies him as a, as much as he di- is is murderous, distasteful to him. This makes him a murderer, you know, <laughs> because those people in those traps that he that this guy was then forced to choose and, and you know save or not, they didn't do anything wrong. You know, they were there, and and so they end up suffering for this guy's test, which actually wasn't his test at all, but it in the end. But you know what I mean? I mean like if in the beginning you had the you had the chance to survive. And if you did survive, you came out the other end appreciating your life a little bit more. And that's what happened with Amanda. And right. um even though she was crazy as fuck anyway, but okay. it <laughs> you know the the initial idea there was that he saved her life by putting her life in danger. And then when we get to this point, that's not what it's about at all. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are never intended to survive. And yeah, um, that's my only knock on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it really and, is. you know, a lot of innocent people die in the in fucking in the well in the dog pit uh, shotgun carousel. Oh fuck thing. them! Yeah. No, 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 they're not innocent. Fuck them! They're freaking. They know what they're doing. They know they're they're trying to find ways for that company to fuck innocent people over that should they have. They deserve coverage. to die, Dave. They know I what mean, they're doing. Think about this. Do they they're, deserve they're to die? They're sentencing people to death. Well, if you look at it from the grand scheme of things, I mean, yes, it's a little vindictive, but guess what? What the fuck? This is. 
That's 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 life. That's what goes on, man. These people know that the people that they're gonna fucking send away and, and turn down because of some bullshit little discrepancy that they're probably gonna die as a result, and they're doing it for no reason whatsoever except to fucking line their own pockets. It's the fucking it, they're total scumbags. It's the American way, Dave. The American way. <laughs> All right. It, I, I don't know. To me, fuck them. That, that's just... how I feel about the, the people in the carousel. Well, well, that's what fucking uh, William does. I mean, he's essentially placed with the position where he can he can save two people. That's it. He's got to you know press this button. It's going to injure his hand. You know he can save two people. And, They're lucky and, they got that. Yeah. See, at least he let two of them survive. He's not such a bad guy now, is he? Well, here's well, see, what I... that, that's exactly my point because I could have just he could have just stood back and watched every one of them die, which is probably what I would have done at that point. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. Well, at this point in his test. He's 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 clearly changing, and he's uh, you know conflicted about all this stuff. You know, Jamie, you said he's he's yeah. he's growing, he's changing as a person. He's starting to realize this shit. Well, he doesn't want to kill these people. He doesn't want that to happen. But why why does he he lets the first person die? I believe is what he does, and then he saves someone. Why doesn't he just start saving? Why doesn't he just save the first two? And then continue to try it. Who knows? This, sh- this shit might still save him. You never know. You're just going to listen to the tape and take it for its word? Well, supposedly. I mean, Jigsaw never lies. Yeah, okay. that's it. <laughs> he that's, never murders know. people either. Jesus. <laughs> God. <laughs> I like this trap, though. It was cool. Um, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was fun to watch. I liked yeah, this. Yeah, it was one of the best traps as of late. And I agree. I think it's probably the, my favorite one in this movie, my favorite trap. Uh, just the, everybody freaking out on each other, you know, just just getting real nasty at the end, saying everyone's lying and all this shit. That was great. Yeah. Uh, the, the shotgun blast, you know, to the four people was pretty satisfying and really enjoyed it. And, and yeah, uh, William, he's just so distraught the whole time. It's like he's he's uh, just blanking out and trying to fucking, you know, drown out all their cries and stuff and just... And then you see him snap out of it and finally save someone. It's it was a pretty good scene. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed cool. that. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I think that was, um, it might even be one of my favorite traps in the series. Yeah, because I I, I just found that enjoyable. <laughs> that what awful. would have been your uh, previous uh, favorite trap before this one? Early one of it would be early on. The the pig vat. Or the pig? Oh, that, <laughs> no, that was that was pretty sick. I, yeah. I, I and that, and that poor guy ended up getting a shotgun blast to the face. Yes. Anyway, yeah, he did. That was so uncool. Like he yeah, made it, Jeff could have been like, "Hey, dude, I'm gonna let go of this thing now. You might want to move." No, he just lets him get killed. Yeah, he could say four or timber or something, but you know, <laughs> no. He what about the rack, Jamie, from part three? Yeah, the one where Jonathan Gore gets twisted. His oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His head gets twisted around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty. That was pretty which cool. he comes back in this one, which is really interesting. Uh, Jonathan in a, Gore in a flashback. Yeah. What? Yeah. How the fuck did I forget that? What? You didn't see the version I saw? I don't know. It's well, a I'm, flash... I'm sure I did. I just. It's a flashback. It, it's one of the scenes where it shows the rivalry between. <laughs> Between Amanda and Hoffman, and it's really good because she comes in. Oh, oh, he's oh. fucking with the rack, and she comes wheeling in Kramer, and she's like, "See, I, I told you he wouldn't leave it alone." You know, it's it's fucking great. Is yeah, and then he... he he dumps his body on the floor, and he's like, yes. "That's a human being," you know. Exactly. 
Yes, uh, a human being, that, it's a great line. human it's, being that you have put here to die in a very malicious <laughs> right. way. So don't tell me you care about his unconscious body being dumped on the floor out of a wheelbarrow. <laughs> We're about to twist him. I mean, it, it's just it, it's interesting to me when he chooses to show empathy for people. It's like, well, don't hurt him now. Wait till later. It's going to be much more awesome. I think Jigsaw... <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. But he had a chance in the rack. and See, that's what I... I like that whole... that, that scenario actually. I, I always like that when he dumps him on the ground and says, that's a human being. I like that because that's when you start to see for the first time that Jigsaw is looking at Hoffman in a different way. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately... What leads to what happens in this movie at the end and the whole thing with the fucking with Jill Tuck and her box and freaking what's in it and you know the whole nine and that's that kind of what's set in her whole, box yeah right <laughs> I'd like to know <laughs> <laughs> but I think that set the wheels in motion for the first time in their little competition with fucking Hoffman and Amanda but the, I think that was the first time like Jigsaw looked at him in that light that set the wheels in motion for ultimately what happened. You know, he confided in Jill, and there you go. Yeah, I think what Jamie's saying is that, like, this moment kind of points out the inconsistencies in Jigsaw's philosophy. Uh, it's a little muddled. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be completely, you know, ignorant to it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I think, not stupid. I, I, think, think, yeah, I, know. I think Jigsaw should have taken, like, a year or two, gone to the mountains... <laughs> really worked on his his philosophy and what exactly he wanted to say, and then come back and put it into place, as opposed to just going, you know, going at guns blazing and just fucking putting everything in motion. And well, he and he always up. has a very self righteous attitude about the whole thing. It's like in the end, you are you're making the decision about these people's lives. You're no better than anybody else. You're no better than these insurance people because you put these people in this situation to die. Just like they did. Only you're doing it in really nasty, nasty ways and uh, inventive ways. I just don't – it always irritated me because like in the beginning, I kind of respected what he was doing when when you had a chance to survive. And then it got to the point where, yeah, you could survive, but it was going to be – even if you survived, you were going to take a hit. You know, it was – no one ever comes out clean. Okay, okay. I, I guess I never really had respect for him because even from the very beginning with, <laughs> with <laughs> even from the very beginning with Amanda, you know, that guy was alive that she had to dig the key out of his oh, stomach. Yeah. You know, so he then put her in a situation to murder someone else in order to save yep. herself. So, you know, it just it was and but and still he manages to, well, I'm not a murderer. I've never killed anyone. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be killed if you didn't put them there. So, yeah, you did. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> In some cases it works, in some cases it doesn't. In this movie, there's a few flaws. In the Depends on who's writing it, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it really does. Right. Sometimes in some movies it works to a T. I think four and five, for the most part, as far as the morality of it, um, I think it did make sense. I think six. Uh, this is the first time it's happened since since three. Their findings result in over two-thirds of all applications denied or prematurely terminated. Healthcare decisions should be made by doctors and their patients, not by the insurance company. Six ride the carousel, but only two can get off. The decision of which to survive falls upon you. To offer the two reprieves, you'll give a sacrifice of your own. Two can live, four will die. 
back to this Hoffman plotline, and you know, I said it's treading water and stuff like that, but I still liked it. And I really liked how the entire time, it's just basically Perez, the other white dude, and Hoffman the whole time. But um, Perez, everything that at the FBI says, it's always like, every line is like, hey, we know you're Jigsaw. You know, every single line they deliver, it's like, holy shit, they know. Why, why don't they just bust them right now? I know they don't really figure it out, but the way they play it, you know, the way they act it, it's like, it, it, it kind of seems like they're eluding every single word that they say that Hoffman is Jigsaw. You know, one of my favorite exchanges was when he's talking to Perez, Hoffman is talking to Perez, and she looks at his at his wrist, and she's like, oh, what you doing there? You timing something? Yeah. And he's oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I was before I got your call. Right. What? What were yeah. you timing? <laughs> I, I got I got a turkey in the oven, uh, so I got to go back and pull it out here in twenty minutes. So yeah, it's clear that she knows. Then when they're when they're about to play the uh, the voice thing, and he's you know oh, yeah. nervous walking around the room, she's like, uh, you know, what's the matter there? You look a little nervous. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's like yeah, you know, we know you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what the it fuck? It was good. That's why they deserve that they got those fuckers. Why did they should have just cuffed the fucking guy? Instead of playing games with them. What the fuck? You're right. That's why. You know what? Good for Hoffman. I would have killed the fucker, all three of them, too. He had to survive. I don't blame him for that. It was either them or him. But what the fuck? Why play games? Did they want to be Jigsaw, too? They want to fucking try to outsmart the fox? Look what happens. Oh, and he- <laughs> you get coffee in the face, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that starts it. Yeah. He kills these fuckers Whacked. real good. Yeah, Holy he does. shit. <laughs> First... First, he fucking does the old stick a screwdriver in the socket to kill the lights. Does that fucking work? Did you see him do that? He's like, kill the lights. Yeah, uh, I've never done put, that. So put a know. penny in the socket. I'm like, okay. I he guess must that... have learned that from Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> the, the fucking the guy that he is, you know? <laughs> Oh man, he slices fucking Erickson's neck. Great. Uh, yeah, that's he, sweet. he takes out the other chick somehow. I don't even remember because all I remember is him very sexually thrusting his knife into Perez over and over again. Oh I, yeah, I fucking love that. Oh, it was, it was great. Just who else knows about you? And then she's he says everybody, fucking liar. Oh, Bullshit. Yeah. I ca- I got a hand out in my trunk that says otherwise, bitch. That was hilarious. <laughs> he sent a memo. Everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> I copied everyone in the department. Okay. So, um, but yeah, don't you think that someone else would have known? I mean, I guess we'll get into it in the sequel, but it seems like somebody's gonna, gonna know about this shit. He can't just think that only these three people are gonna be in on it, right? Surely not. It's the FBI. Come on. Well, because of the way they played it. Because they fucking, you know what I mean? They brought him in there, and they made it look like they were just discovering it. And you know what? It is quite possible. That part may not have been a setup. When they were scrambling the voice, and they got it right then and there. That's why right now you're feeling there. helpless. I think there was the, file, the final nail on the fucking Kaufman. Kaufman, yeah. <laughs> a combination of Kaufman and Hoffman. Sorry. <laughs> it was the final nail on the, in, in Hoffman's coffin to have him there, because they were like 90% sure. And they go, okay, well, they now. They want to see him sweat. They're yeah. like, maybe, you know, uh, right. you know, this will break him if he actually is. And then, look, and then Perez is talking about, you know, Strom, and it's like, Strom would never, you know, do be a hothead and just want to kill somebody. You know, yeah, he's done some crazy stuff, but he'd never be vindictive. 
and want to murder people, you know. And so, no, but it was a good, it was a good idea though. You taking his hand, and he thought of it right then and there. He went back, and he saw the fucking them, them clinched up there. His, you know what I'm saying? He said, "Oh, I'm gonna put the fingerprints here and here." And for a novice, like at least for me, the first time I watched it, I didn't know that the fucking the oils and the in the in the fingerprints were gonna. You know what I mean? I wasn't thinking that. I thought it might work. Uh, you know, maybe I'm stupid, but I would. They was- also literally just told him that they know it's a dead that he's dead. They they just told him that. So what? Uh, the future FBI guys aren't going to figure that out as well. I don't know. It's got to be I written agree. on a on a post it somewhere. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. yeah, that's how they. <laughs> that's how they exchange ideas at the FBI. We are talking about the government. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of unrealistic for them to discover fingerprints on the guy's eyelids anyway, because I just don't see someone who's that sick and who does that sort all of that bullshit to people to then go mm. around and be like, Oh, but I'm going to close your eyes when you're dead because I'm going to close yeah. your eyes out of respect. You know, who's doing that? He's not going to do that. It doesn't even make sense. It, to me, it looks like a setup. Yeah, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Hmm. Where else were they? There was fingerprints on the eyelids and wasn't it on the, uh... His a balls, drink or something? You know, he, oh yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, it was a drink, right? There was something where it would have been like an obvious, you know, it would have made a little more sense than the eyelids, right? There was something else. Yeah, it wasn't okay. just the eyelids. It was something else too. He was putting that fucking hand everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just walking down the hall doing high fives with it. He was like, yeah. I I, I got I, me I, a hand. <laughs> He's jerking off with it. Oh god. <laughs> it's like the that's the ultimate stranger. Oh my god! Awesome. Oh man, it's the only way I can get off a dead man's hand. That was a little high tension there, so <laughs> you get the you get bored with the head blow job. And oh you my just, god! Yeah, we were just talking about that, weren't we, Dave? Like yeah. a guy jerking off with a severed head. Uh, yeah, so. everything. Yeah, the girl's flicking her bean, and the guy's jerking off. That's in the right. Side. Yeah. High tension. What yeah. a fucked up movie that is. I've only seen it once. And I didn't realize it until we discussed it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's all I'm about masturbation. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely watching it again for that reason, at least for that reason. That and the goal, you know. The more you know. Okay, so things are winding down. William, you know, he goes through, he jumps through all his hoops, you know, he gets all his slap bracelets off and shit like that. Then, this entire time, there's been a mother and a son in a room, and they've been viewing William's trials this whole time. 
and you're led to believe that this is his family. And I really like this twist. That yes. um, yeah. you know the the whole throughout the entire movie they're using obscure pronouns and stuff and saying family as opposed to sister and stuff like that cleverly written so that you don't know who's who essentially and when you finally figure it out oh the reporter is his sister that's his family I thought it was a great twist right at the end. And that these assholes are going to decide to kill this dude. A twist that I completely bought into, mm-hmm. and they did. They, I think that was very well done. It was excellent, even to the point where when he comes out into the when he you know gets out, and the doors open, and you see the sister on one side, and then the woman and son on the other side, and he immediately goes to the blonde. I actually got pissed at him for a second. I was like, "Wait, that's your family over there!" And then, it, and then it is revealed that no, in fact, it's not. Uh, so it worked so well that it made me angry that he didn't. <laughs> that he went to her first. To me, this is the best twist since you find out that part four takes place simultaneously as part three. Because um, part five, there really wasn't a twist, so to speak. Yeah, it just they just they got me on this one. Definitely I think it's me. better than four. I think it's. Uh... Mm-hmm. I think it's the best one since three. And th- th- this movie is like a part three to me. How mm-hmm. uh, how you know how how th- not as good. Part three had that amazing ending where you know two or three things fucking it were discovered at the same time. The same thing happens here. It's another situation where you know Jeff's going through all the sixty minutes of uh, of his uh, learning about what what's going on and what to do, and the same thing for William in this one. So it's very similar to three, but I think it's the best twist since three. I think it's better than the than the four. Four is cool. It's it's really you know it's revealing. Oh my god, same time and everything else. But this, you had two or three things coming at you at the same time, which we also had in three. It blew me away. You know? I really liked the twist in two as well, where you find out that they were that was not live feed. That those people were already dead. And that wasn't mm-hmm. happening, you know. So I mean, I think this series has several good ones. Five is just useless, but this this one <laughs> it's it is that is a that is a train wreck, and it is it just is Damn. awful. It is so awful. But really? this one, wow, I, I think, like yeah, that. I th- I feel like I will even go so far as to say that I think this film. And it works so well that the, and the twist works so well, and all of this information that you're fed, and particularly about this storyline, works so well that it it just redeems it redeems the series for what it did with five, <laughs> which was just <laughs> reprehensible. But and then uh, you've got the woman who like she she's like you know I can't I can't you know she can't do it, and the kids like. I can't. Oh, I can. oh yeah, <laughs> I can fucking do it. Yeah, you kill killed dad, father. you yeah. bastard. Yeah, and so but I have perfectly, man. Was why are you here? We're him? here because of your father, she says. And we're and we're thinking that fucking William, uh, you know, that he is freaking their father. You know, when in fact the guy that he killed was their mm-hmm. father. You know, yeah, and I I was waiting <gasps> for him awesome. when she's like, I'm not doing this because I can't forgive you what you did to me. I'm doing this because I couldn't forgive myself if you did this to someone else in the future, basically. And I'm waiting for him for William to be like, No, I've learned my lesson. I get it now. I'm, you know, but he never once does he say that. He just says, Please, you know, or <laughs> or please. Please, I'm like, well, buddy, you got to plead your case a little bit harder than that, you know. <laughs> I said, please, come <laughs> on. Like, I really felt like she wouldn't have done it, and she ended up not. But I think if he had maybe shown a little bit of contrition 
for what he had done in the past, then maybe it wouldn't have ended so badly mm-hmm. for him. But he didn't say anything. He just let it happen. He and was, I was tripping screaming out. at him. He was tripping you know? out because his sister was in that room. He well, wasn't that's the true, yeah. About it. yeah, he was like, oh, and then we find out that it's his sister. We're like, holy fuck, you know? <laughs> we find out that, we find out that, we find out about the fucking who is in the number six envelope, which is fucking huge. I mean, damn, they had right, shit coming at us in all directions. That envelope reveal didn't really, I mean, it... No, we knew that by that point. Yeah, to I me, that was obvious. I that didn't really, that wasn't really a surprise. It or wasn't I, huge, but it was... I also cool. really didn't give a shit. Yeah, because I'm like, I just figured it was it was one of the other people there. You know, I just I, I wasn't counting everybody in there, so I just didn't even think about it. <laughs> but I feel it. Yeah, it, I don't feel like it was a surprise at all. Like, and when she whips it out, she's I, I I almost didn't feel like we were expected to be surprised by that. You know, hopefully we weren't because. <laughs> I well, like they, they put it in slow mo, and they had like a dun dun, you know, behind it. Oh, so gosh. I think they wanted you to. Yeah. Uh, well, how? How would anyone not know that at that point? You know, mm. I don't see that just surprising at all. Yeah, they just nailed it home, though. I don't know. It was just the impact of it. I don't know. I liked it. I'm not saying it was as big a reveal as the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> one, one technical it's thing. Right up there. Darth Vader being Luke's father. What? I haven't watched that yet. Holy shit. God damn it. Are you serious? I'm only on Attack of the Clones. Fuck. God damn it. Anyways, there's one technical thing that always pissed me off uh, when uh, William gets killed. Is that if he wasn't standing where he was, he would have been fine. Because it's the kid pulls the lever... And down swings this, like, uh, you know, kind of jawbridge scenario that swings into him and presses him up against the bars. Well, if he was, like, I don't know, eight feet back, he wouldn't have got hit. He would have been fine. What if he was on the other side of the catwalk and, you know, talking to his sister? Would have been fine. Survived. That's, well, see, just that's t- exactly what I mean by hmm. that So several of these traps and, and, and incidences rely on luck and people being doing exactly what i mean it's just i just don't believe that people are that predictable to the minute you know you can kind of predict what people are going to do if you know people but you're i mean you're absolutely right in that if he had just been standing over there by his sister which it really and that's what i would have expected him to be doing anyway it just it luck you know it's just like oh lucky for me he happened to walk over there (laughs) Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I, I didn't realize liked it. that. Yeah, wow. I would have liked it better if uh, instead of him getting stabbed with the needles or whatever to get pumped with the acid, if it just rained acid down on him and he melted like uh, uh, the dude <laughs> at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark or something, he just fucking, <laughs> you know melted down. I think that would have been cooler. But still, yeah. seeing his lower half <laughs> just collapse from his body it was, was fucking pr- awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. That yeah. was definitely <laughs> um, sure. So yeah, so then you know the the big finale is with fucking you know Jill Fuck and Hoffman, and, I mean Jill Tuck and Hoffman. <laughs> Jill, uh, Jill Tuck's and, box. Yeah. <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the box? Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So hey, she... Gwyneth Paltrow's head could have been in her box at some point. We don't know time. Uh, I, I, hmm. I'm willing to pay to see that. Anyway, so very good. 
Uh, it's kind of funny. She tricks Hoffman with the placement of the letter that he wrote. And uh, I guess what happens? He's sitting in the chair and then she shocks him until he passes out. Is that what happens? Something weird like that. And then gets this fucking uh, reverse bear trap on his head. And the intent intent is to what? Just kill him? What's the test yeah, for course. him here? There's no, but there's no, there's no test. There is no, no test. I, I, I think it's just intended test. that it's going to, yeah, he is just intended to die here. That's so, it. It's Hoffman, man. He had, a, he had enough chances. You know what I mean? Jigsaw's fucking, he gave him the keys of the fucking kingdom. If you fail me, well, fuck it. You, you've been given enough, just like he did with, with Amanda. He gave them both more than enough chances to fucking prove their worth. To follow fucking what he wanted them to do. But my problem with it is, is that it's done by Jill, who knew that her husband or ex-husband was doing these crazy experiments, if you will, and stuff like that, and didn't agree with him at all. Not at first, until he brought Amanda to the office and, and said... Check it out. And remember, he brought her into fucking Amanda's job, and he goes, "Check it out. Look who it is." And then, so you're saying from from Amanda on, she was totally on board with what he's doing and stuff like that? I don't think so, dude. Yeah, because they they showed that scene. She said it works. Remember? I don't believe it either. Hmm. I just she was in three. You know, remember they showed Jill there in three. They flashed it back, and they fucking they brought that part in when when Jill and and Amanda met uh, face to face. They were talking about something, and then. And then um, Jigsaw tells Amanda, step back, or whatever the hell he said. This is, you know, I just got to talk to Jill about something, and she does. So she was in on the shit that was already taking place in part three. So Jill was in on it the whole way. Ever since Amanda got reformed. I just don't feel like one success story is going to be enough to make her go, well, you know what? This is a good plan. You know, you did save that one chick. You know, I just, uh, you know, I don't buy anything. And anything that they anything that they put in this movie that that you know alludes back to something that she's done in previous movies that didn't actually happen that we saw in previous movies that that's not convincing that's them going back and putting stuff in you know I would like to see I would like to see in part yeah. 7 uh Jill goes into the her new clinic and it's just a room full of drug addicts, and they all have the reverse bear trap on. And it's like, all right, let's get started on your transformations, guys. You got 60 seconds. You better kick that habit. You don't have time for DTs, motherfucker. All right. Yeah, no, you don't. Well, but, we were playing up on this Jill thing since part four, I think. I don't know. I think you, I, I can see what you guys are saying, that it's a little it's a stretching little it a bit. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's fucking cool that she would side with them with the love of his life and all the shit that went down and they were separated and Jigsaw took this traumatic fucking turn in life where he was all fucked up and depressed and he, you know, the, the loss of their unborn child, the way he took it and the way she took it were completely different, but eventually fucking their love conquered all. It's a little twisted. Oh my god, Saw is like your fucking Princess Bride or something? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little twisted, but at the end of the day, his work carried on because they, of fucking the love of his life. Oh my god! I really love Hoffman. At the end of this, I think oh. that uh, as far as his bear trap goes, I thought that was really smart. Oh yeah, and um, and I was really that I didn't expect him to get out of that, and I so I mm-hmm. thought that that was actually a pretty cool. It, he ended up like you know ripping his face half off, you know, but because it's better than ripping your head wide open. I don't see how he okay. So he he smashed his hand to get it out of this thing, kind of like a uh, detective. Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. Matthews, Detective Matthews. 
He broke his hand to get it out of the shackle and then uses that hand to unbuckle the fucking... I don't know. It just seems like you just smashed that hand into not working. I don't... <laughs> right. I mean, and it's at that point, it's not it's not working through the pain. It's that if you do that to your hand, it won't work. It won't move. It, yeah. it just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just physiologically impossible. You know, it's like, I can work through it. No, because it's hanging limp. <laughs> you can't do anything with it. Hanging limp. Hanging limp. <laughs> Hanging limp. <laughs> Can't do anything with it. <laughs> oh my god! So... Oh, that's like a, that's like an ad for ED. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's a good okay. idea. Let's let's make that commercial day. Let's yes. Make, make Is it hanging limp? <laughs> Can't do anything with it. <laughs> Well, sign up with us. Oh, my God. Uh, but another thing I'm curious about, I haven't seen Seven in a while, but I'm pretty positive that Hoffman comes back, and he's pretty fucked up here. And I think it picks up right where this one leaves off. So uh, I'm excited to see what how he's going to be crawling through the next movie, still setting up traps and shit. <sighs> excited is hardly the word. <laughs> uh, interested, I'll say. Interested. Yeah. With his face flap hanging open, I, <laughs> I, um, I'm actually going to, uh, I'm going to. I haven't seen seven either because, like I said earlier, I stopped at five. So, this was my first viewing of six, and this will be my first viewing of seven. I'm going on, and I'm going to finish this out <laughs> oh, <laughs> because man. I figure I put myself through this much. I may as well at least finish it. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see because everyone that I have heard has pretty much said that Seven was a satisfying wrap-up. I mean, the the general idea from people seems to be that what? they were what? satisfied with it. I've, yeah, that's I've what heard I that hearing. from one person. I've heard that that's from one from person. From Jason Lloyd, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but he, I he's the only Mike one. <laughs> Merriman even said it. He's like, you know, one through three are solid, four and five suck, six is good, and seven is a decent wrap-up. And... Um, no, and uh, that's what I'm hearing from several people is that seven was okay. Seven was, you know, you know. Uh, maybe I'll right. change my mind. I thought it was a load of horse shit, but really, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. I don't think. Well, I'm right. looking forward to that now. Well, I mean, I, I feel like Matt. I feel like you and I have been kind of on the same page with a lot of this. I'm curious <laughs> now to see what I will think of seven. You know, there is an alternative. Let's say that Strom killed Seth Baxter specifically to set you up as an accomplice to Jigsaw. Okay. But there's a problem with that, though. On further analysis of Strom's fingerprints, it was found that the uric acid levels in the eccrine gland residue were inconsistent for an individual with an active epidural metabolism. In other words... In other words, when he left his fingerprints on the latest victim, Strom was already dead. Right now, you're there feeling it is. helpless. Right now, you're feeling helpless. You know, 
know what I was thinking about three? I know it's off topic, but I, I didn't bring it up on the show. The pig bat, just because you brought that fucking thing up. That guy probably could have survived that thing. What's he gonna do? Drown in fucking pig vat? It just would have filled up. He could have swam to the top and fucking just hung up. He was chained down. He was chained down. Yeah. What? Yeah, he, he was... had a thing around his neck. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> and he had Sorry, to guys. like because he had to unlock him. And when he finally found the key and got to the point where he could unlock him, he was it was just his nose and mouth sticking out. You know, barely sticking out. My question about that is, when the fuck would you ever need to reduce an entire pig carcass to liquid? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want a healthy shake, you know, a, a bacon shake, pork shake. I don't know. Tristan might make those. Bacon shake. Nice. I'm gonna go make one of those at work tomorrow. <laughs> Who has that machine? Why are they using that? Who needs pig goo? <laughs> no, I know that they, they render down all the you know the pieces, but I just don't see the logic in taking an entire carcass and and rendering it to liquid because that just doesn't make any sense. Who has Who that many decomposing pigs and doesn't get picked up by police? Like, hey, where are you going with all these pigs? Uh, nowhere. Don't worry about it. Where did well, he I'm get all this money anyway? Too he actually makes the statement, and and I had asked this question in in a film previous, but he makes the statement in six to the insurance guy. Don't talk to me about money. I have money. Where oh, are you getting all this money? You're a civil engineer. <laughs> what kind? Of, he's what always kind of had money? money. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's been alluded to that he, that he's had money because look at the money he spent on all this shit. Silver spoon. He's yeah, I guess a lot. Born with it, yeah. So, because, I mean, well, in order to make it just for a movie, it costs them millions and millions of dollars. Imagine having to do that shit for real. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was born into money. I don't know. Maybe he's just always had, you know, because he's helped out Joel. And then he's had those uh, business uh, tie-ups with uh, Art Blank, the lawyer from the other one, where they own different buildings yeah. around, the, around the, the neighborhood and shit. So maybe he's just always had money. Maybe the civil engineer is something that's more of a – a hobby for him because he's hobby. so into that, that craft. <laughs> well, I, bet he know, made, uh, I bet he made a lot of money designing Pee Wee Herman's house in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> he probably paid a lot for that. I mean, that <laughs> breakfast machine, holy zombie. shit. <laughs> and what exact, at what point exactly do you go from doing, you know, doing normal engineering stuff to then, I wonder what would happen if I could do, if I could make a reverse bear trap. Right. <laughs> 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 That yeah. cancer is a motherfucker. That changed everything for him. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe he's like John Travolta in Phenomenon. Like when that when he got that brain tumor, it just opened up all Jesus these other parts of his brain god. and allowed him to be able to come up with this shit. Oh my god! When weekend <laughs> hobbies t- go wrong. <laughs> Let's give out some awards uh, for this uh, banana split favorite kill. Mine. I mean, there's there's a few good ones in this one. But to me, Hoffman just going to town on Perez for some reason. I guess because it was so sexual in nature. I don't know. Just stabbing her over and over again. I just love that so much. That's mine. I fucking got a kick out of that. Ooh, wow. Uh, I won't say that, but I will say, what's his name? Williams. The, the scene you were just talking about at the end when it's fucking, when he gets blasted with the shit and fucking his lower half gets ripped off. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. His yeah. foamy guts come just flopping out. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to love that. That that was good shit there. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with that. I like that. What you got, Jamie? What's your favorite kill of this flick? I think I'm going to go with that one too. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the melty guts. That was that was fun <laughs> times. It was it was fun to look at. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with that one. All right, cool. Guts, nice. 
All right, well, uh, let's move on to banana you'd most like to peel. Hottest chick. Again, this, this these movies don't have a ton of hot women in them. And maybe, you know, Dave likes to disagree. But I was going back and forth on this between uh, Amanda and the journalist chick. I don't even know her name, but, you know, she's a cute blonde. Pamela but, Jenkins. Pamela Jenkins. Don't call yeah, me that, that Yeah, that was her name. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, that okay. was her name. There we go. Yeah. So um, she was cute. Yeah. Yeah. She had glasses. I'm gonna go with her. <laughs> she, the the germ to Pamela Jenkins, I guess. She was nice. All right. PJ. Yeah. All yeah. right. PJ. Cool. <laughs> Peel PJ. it back. Right on. Peel it back. I'm sticking with my girl Jill Tuck, man. You're I want to know what's in Jill Tuck's box. Fuck it, a. <laughs> she has a weird face. That, thank like, you. Another one. Thank you, man. It's like her eyes are. It's yes. to me. It's like her eyes are like black dots in the middle of her. I don't know. There's something just weird going on with her to face. Me, she like she has I, a, a an old woman's face. You know. Yeah, her I tried to think hot, she was. Yeah, but, I tried to think she was pretty. I, I looked at her several times whenever, like throughout the series. I tried to think she was pretty. I just couldn't make it happen. Oh, yeah. Wait till you see her in seven. There's this one scene in seven. I didn't want to say, but she's all made up. And fucking, it's, I won't say it, but you'll see it when it happens. Oh, (laughs) it solidifies it there. She's fucking hot. To me, I don't know. All right. I'm going to say the journalist, too. I thought she was cute. She's she's a cute little blonde. I like the glasses. You know, I dug her. All right, cool. She's no Jamie Jenkins, but Pamela Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to change my vote to Jamie. (laughs) Peel it back. Peel Um, it back. (laughs) All right, cool. So let's rate this fucker. Five-star rating, uh, Netflix style. Man, this one was tough for me because, like I said, uh, this movie had a lot of stuff that I liked, but I felt like the writers were, with the cop storyline, they're really trying to, you know, stretch it out. Did, you know, trying to get the most out of this shit. Oh, man, that's tough. I, I'd probably give this a three. I'd say I like it overall. It's not great, and I definitely didn't hate it because... Uh, there's definitely been some worse ones. But yeah, I'd give it a three. I like it. Go ahead, Jamie. I'll, I'll save mine for the end. You guys can. Oh, brother. It's a five, isn't it? I didn't say it was a five. Have you just been, <laughs> have you just been jerking off every one of these movies in the series? No, no. I'm going to. Five! Break it's five! It's five! It's fucking five! No, I haven't. I've only given two fives. <laughs> um, oh, that's right, yeah. I'm kind of torn with this one as well. I seriously. Th- this is going to be. Uh, as it falls in line with the rest of the films, this is uh, right behind three for me. It goes, it for me, it goes one, two, three, and then this. Uh, so I'm going to say probably three. Really? Okay, so you liked? Wow, really? Because well, see, me... I think one through three is just it works as a as a solid trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think it just that they all worked together, and I just would have stopped it right there. Then if you got to do more after that then this kind of brings it back around to me. So That's kind of what I was saying with part four. It's like, okay, he he's dead. Okay, let's do something just drastically different. But they didn't. They really kept trying to chug along with uh, John Kramer and keep creating just more and more through flashbacks and... And some of it works and but you know, and some of it doesn't, but I, I kinda wish they made a like a one eighty and just gone something totally different, but then yeah, you wouldn't we... have gotten to see jigsaw balls in the beginning during the <laughs> Okay, you saw that too. 
Big saw balls. <laughs> oh man, Dave. Uh, yeah, what do you rate this fucker? Okay, well, you guys were talking about three and one and everything else, and I, <clears throat> I it's not as good as three to me. One and three are my favorites, followed by this. There's very little about this that I that I don't like. The only thing I don't like really is the fact uh, that innocent people started getting killed again. But everything else, I was intrigued from start to finish. I think it's fucking the best one since part three. I think they just keep getting better. Hmm. I think I think four, four I gave a, a three and a half. Five I gave a four. This one I give a four and a half. Jesus I, Christ! This fucking movie's great, man. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I I thoroughly enjoy this movie. <laughs> I, I really do. It's, uh, and I'll go on record. I'll say it's the best part six of any fucking franchise, period. Well, that's not tough. Uh, <laughs> what are your other ones? Hellraiser? Oh, oh God. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the best part six, damn it. Well, that, that, that's got to mean something. Shit. <laughs> you know uh, what? Even if it's not, whatever. It's a four and a half for me. I fucking, that's great, I think man. He's great. I, I, I enjoy the hell out of it. I think... I think this brings it back fucking from part three. It's it's a lot like three. Not quite as good, but, you know, a lot of shit happening at the end. And I, I like it all. I like the fucking the investigation on Hoffman. I like the situation between Hoffman and Jill. The traps, the fucking guy, the stuff with Jigsaw and everything he says about the fucking umbrella health and the fu- and the health in this country in general. Uh, the insurance companies and all, the, all that preaching shit. I fucking love it because I, I I agree with everything he says on here. So maybe I take it to heart. But no, I did. I liked that too. I did like that too. I like the whole angle of of this film. So yeah, it's great. I and it had. Teaching. I feel like this one had a message, you know. Right. And they weren't very subtle with it, but it was still a message. And I don't feel like we've had that before, you know. But at least not since the beginning. Whereas you know, don't don't suck. I think it's been, you know, don't suck as a person and you won't end up in this bullshit. Right. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I think the, fuck, the the things that that health company does and, and so many others are deplorable. So I like seeing these people get punished. So. <laughs> and Dave, the, the love story. You love the love story. In this movie, right? <laughs> yes. And a jigsaw in every town would work. You know? <laughs> Back to that. Yep. Apparently, you would bring every business to its knees, though, and everything would be abandoned. <laughs> yeah, There'd be no more zoos. Yeah. <laughs> no more schools. No more, right? no more meat no plants. Pig fat places where you make <laughs> pigs into liquid. Yep, that's a no thing. pig soup. No, right? Mm, pig no soup. ratatouille. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> he was delicious. That fucking bastard. I'm, I'm just glad he's gone. Fuck him. He was starting to get on my nerves. Moselle was paying more attention to that fucking rat than me. I'm over here like, talking to myself. Fucking everything. He's talking to a rat. What the uh, fuck? What is this shit? So, I mean, that was Saw 6. Jamie, thank you for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, this will be enough to... Uh, Get us the fuck out of here. I'm sorry you had to be stuck down here with us. No, hey, it's okay. You know what? To to be in a situation like this, at least I had good company. And uh, I really, <laughs> really, really hope that it gets you guys out. I, I I did everything I could to try to get you out of there, you know. <laughs> so maybe it'll yeah. work. <sighs> okay, we did it. Please tell me that was good enough to get out of here. Let's hope. I can't be here for Saw 7. Oh, God. 
Shut up. The dead asshole on the floor is moving. What the shit? He's been alive the whole time? And he hasn't pissed himself once? I'm calling bullshit. What the fuck? You've been wearing makeup pretending to be dead? Who are you, asshole? Jason Jason Lloyd? Lloyd?